Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of April 2012. For newcomers, help yourself to the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. There's hundreds and hundreds of audios for free download. And if you listen at your leisure, you'll begin to understand the system you're born into it and how complex it is and how vastly different it is from the reality that's projected to you every day by the mainstream media or by your teachers in school. And um, and even through the movies that they give you too, they're all predictive programming and why they're out there in the first place, to familiarize you with events still to come. That's what most of them are, are there to do, plus to change even your vocabulary as well, which is part of the agenda, and um, PC that is. So help yourself to the audios and you might start to understand the system. It's complex, it's got a long history, and it's, it's really global now. It's completely global uh, for this global agenda. I go into the foundations that's set up as fronts really for tax-free foundations for the big banking boys a long time ago when they decided that it was better that they rule the world. And Rockefeller said that, in fact, it's better for the bankers and the intelligentsia, that meaning the scientists and so on, to rule the world than leaving it up to the, to the, to the direction of individual nations. And that's where you are today. Big money can make anything happen because this whole darn world, unfortunately, runs on their cash system. So if you want to buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, uh, it made me very happy, of course, but that's the way I get through here. I don't bring on advertisers as guests and who really just are there for an hour to sell you things. You don't realize you're listening to an hour, an hour's advertising. And um, it's up to you to keep me going if you want to. You can buy the books and discs, and you can also donate, and you can find out how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office. You can also use PayPal or send cash. Cross the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations are really, really welcome. We're all going through this phase of uh, gradual inflation. Uh, and actually, it's not so gradual, isn't it? Because the food went up really about three or four times in one year in Canada, and the people didn't seem to grumble very much about it. We're so used to it in Canada, because Canada really is still a colony. It's very much like Australia. And... Um, they don't have that sort of uh, long historical uh, feeling of, of togetherness to fight back on anything, really. That's part of it, too. And plus, colonies generally have a different type of government. It's a government that lets out little bits and pieces to you. Not very much. They don't explain anything, and most folk are just accept it. They're trained to simply accept uh, big announcements, and, and that's it. It's no big deal at all. And that's pretty unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So we're all getting hit with uh, inflation, and that's the policy for years to come, is mounting inflation as we finance through our tax money the third world countries to come up to a certain level. That's going to be a big one at the Rio Plus 20 uh, meeting uh, this June. And um, all the big boys, the big foundations that work uh, with uh, Maurice Strong and others 
are, are all churning out stuff like crazy about sustainability and how well-being is more important, and that's going to be one of the big topics in the agenda. Uh, global, you know, planetary well-being, so the planet's got to be well and feel happy, and so are you, regardless of the situation you happen to be living in. As long as you're happy and got lots of entertainment, I guess, it doesn't matter that you're going down the tubes as far as feeding yourself and clothing yourself or paying your rent. I guess we even make people on the streets happy as well. So maybe the use of pharma, I've no doubt at all that will come into it too. And it will too. You'll hear about this at the Rio Summit. We wait and see. But we're living through a massive agenda, and the problem is, of course, that we're the best trained and informed slaves that's ever existed. We know everything about what's happening, but nobody knows what to do. And yelling about it doesn't help much. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and, and what a matrix it is, isn't it? Because as I say, it, it was so bad a few years ago that getting from one room or one level to the matrix was tough enough, but now they've added so many different departments and dimensions to it, it goes on forever pretty well as they go into the period of change, the century of change, as they called the 21st century, and they were hyping on about that for the last 50 years in the previous century, that this was to be the big plan. Everything was to, to come into fruition in the 21st century, and here we are as they rampage ahead. Uh, they're signing documents all over the planet under the United Nations to do away with all sovereignty altogether, and uh, a lot of it's already been accomplished. We're really countries in name only, only keep us happy at the moment, that's all, and, uh, and have further plans too to even cut up and divvy up the countries even further as they go into their big regionalization process. So, as I say, there's no lack of information on any of this. There's no lack of information on how it all started and who uh, was behind it, the big boys, the big clubs of the money boys, and uh, the the scientific uh, group that were being trained through academia that already got funding from the foundation. So uh, this is an ongoing system. In other words, people a long time ago decided to create a parallel system a parallel system that becomes so rich and powerful, they would literally run academia and train their own boys to do their own kind of work and then elevate them like stars, elevate them like stardom up to positions of importance and influence in society so that we'd listen to them as experts, you see. An old agenda, as I say, very old, and they were doing that a long, long time ago. They created Charles Darwin as a star. Uh, It didn't happen overnight. Uh, they worked behind the scenes for a while to create an image for him before anybody had heard of him and launched him like a superstar. That's how you do it. And, um, I mean, as far as his, his writings were concerned, his grandfather had already written a book about the same kind of thing before him because that's what they were into. They were already into eugenics and breeding, etc. All the, arm, the animal stuff, it was all decided to, to try and buttress their, their findings on humanity and actual facts. And, again, to, to end uh, religion as well. So there's no end of facts. As I say, we're the most informed uh, generation of slaves that's ever existed on the, the face of the planet. And most folk don't know what to do because you're getting hit from a thousand, maybe 10,000 sides uh, all at once. 
uh, you don't have access to, to cash like the big foundations have. And, and even if you did, you wouldn't get in to the big world meetings at the United Nations. It's not just money. It's also the agenda. They have to vet you to make sure that you're all on board with everything. Actually, that's, that's a fact. You have to uh, agree with all that the UN is trying to accomplish in order to be accepted. And so even from the guys from the Patriot Movement at one point who have joined the United Nations on certain select boards had to agree to all the UN agenda as well. Pretty sad thing, isn't it? But money talks, and so does ego and uh, a bit of status. Now, we've gone through the thing about the vaccines. The vaccines are very, very old. The history of vaccination is very old indeed too. And... um, we know that even in the League of Nations, they were talking about reducing the population. They had a Department of Population Control before they became the United Nations, and now they just call it Department of Population. I've actually got statements from them where they say that they're telling their own members not to mention control anymore, just Departments of Population. So they all want to bring in this wonderful century by reducing population and, and taking it down to what they call a manageable level. So they vary on the statistics. Some of them want to really reduce the population quickly. Uh, we've had famous people talk about bringing in plagues, that kind of thing. Uh, they've, they've created killer viruses. They have done that since World War II. We know that because it was admitted in, in uh, uh, Deadly Allies, the book about Canada's secret war, where they teamed up with Britain and the U.S., and they could breed brand-new killer viruses, basically, by using old stock that was harmless. Uh, with, for an, in an hour, they could create killer viruses. It's old stuff. And we saw the forest, too, uh, with the, the flu vaccine over in Europe, where the main company that was producing it, it was Baxter's, ends up sending literally live viruses in the, the inoculations that were due to be distributed across the whole of Europe. And luckily one lab caught it, and otherwise everyone would have come down with the actual killer virus. That doesn't happen by mistake. There's so many fail-safes that doesn't happen unless it's meant to happen. And when you read the writings of the big boys themselves, there's so much out there by them from the different organizations to bring down the population by all means possible, then they mean that. They're not going to ask for volunteers, even though... We've already been whacked in previous generations with inoculations that have destroyed the immune systems of most folk and also with the, the terrible foods, the, the, the toxic food that we're deliberately given as well. Now, there's no doubt we're, we're dumber, we're much sicker than, than people ever were before and, um, and, and there's a lot of uh, agreements amongst uh, the alternate news out there uh, that vaccines are behind an awful lot of it. I can remember when the first, uh, they called them the bubble boy came out. He was the first person to be born with total allergy syndrome, allergic to everything. And so he had to live in a bubble. And there's other ones come out since then. That nev- when something like that happens and it starts to uh, like a contagion that happened to other people, other youngsters, you obviously like any detective say, well, what's different? What's new? What's been introduced into this person that wasn't there before? And you're left with the vaccinations, the multiple vaccinations, and also the food system that we've got, the combination of the two. But it isn't enough that they've they've dumbed them down. They've got autism skyrocketing and things like that, and cancers of all kinds as well. This article says, There was a storm of amazement and disbelief when Dr. Paul Offit 
the vaccine industry insider, and perhaps the most widely stated defender of vaccine safety, made the outrageous statement that each infant would have the theoretical capacity to respond to about 10,000 vaccines at any one time. 10,000 vaccines. Many denounced the statement as being downright crazy, but it was soon apparent that there was method in the madness. The words originated from Dr. Offit's and co-author's article in the Journal of the American Academy of Pediatrics addressing parents' concerns, do multiple vaccines overwhelm or weaken the infant's immune system? The statement is not supported by facts. It's based on a purely theoretical uh, calculation with no relation to reality, and it should have been dismissed as having no practical application. But it was not dismissed. On the contrary, it's widely quoted completely out of context to promote concomitant administration of many vaccines. They want to up the vaccines. Actually, the the agenda is to give everyone boosters every year for all your vaccines, and right through adulthood too. The strategy is surely to allow parents into accepting introduction of even more vaccines in the childhood vaccination schedule, the more the merrier. Interesting too, that was one of the first uh, articles put down by the League of Nations at the end of World War I, when they first set up, and it was to vaccinate the whole planet and supposedly eradicate all disease, uh, which of course is, is, is ridiculous because they've created more diseases than ever. And right down to autoimmune problems. And everyone, everyone today has got a much lower resistance to things than people 50 years ago. But it doesn't stop them, you know, it doesn't stop them. But it also sterilizes you as well, and they're quite happy with that, because that is also part of the big agenda. Now, again, another thing, you, 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 you want to tear the, the hair at your head, because who do you complain to when they are taking your cash under this redistribution of wealth idea that none of you were asked about. And, and people still talk about, oh, we've got democracy and we've got rights. You know, I just shake my head. Because we're, we're, we're putting cash, cash across the whole world while we go down at home. But that is the agenda too. That is the agenda. Even the Royal Society is talking about that now. This forced austerity is going to be good for us all, apparently. But here, here's an article here, but which is fairly typical of many things that's going on. Asian call center workers are trained with U.S. tax dollars. It says despite President Obama's recent call for companies to insource jobs sent overseas, it turns out that the federal government itself is spending millions of dollars, such as taxpayers' dollars, to train foreign students for employment in some booming career fields, including working in offshore call centers that serve U.S. businesses. Well, that's called fascism too, isn't it? But they use your tax money. The government uses your tax money for their own private enterprises and businesses. The program is called JEEP, G-E-E-P, which, or J, I should say, which stands for Job Enabling English Proficiency. It's available to college students in the Philippines through USAID. Again, that big thing that gets things stirred up with color revolutions and so on. That's the same agency that, until a couple of years ago, was spending millions of dollars in U.S. taxpayer money to train offshore IT workers in Sri Lanka and so I reported the, the in, inconvenient truth in the story, and the link is here, the ensuing uproar led to the Sri Lankans' uh, initiative's termination. But how many of us have the, the, the time? To, you see, we don't. You would need massive organizations equivalent to the foundations with all their think tanks and all their workers scouring uh, the world's news constantly, daily, to find uh, what's going on, and we can't. We can't do that, obviously. You can't compete with them. Because these are multi-trillion dollar foundations, tax-free. You know. 
But uh, as I say, we are definitely the most well-informed slaves that's ever existed. You know. There's also um, a man who is trying to sue uh, uh, over geoengineering and chemtrails, and he says there's evidence of toxins such as barium, aluminum, strontium, and other toxins in, in blood and, or hair and urine, soil, rainwater, etc. They've got all these samples, supposedly. And I might put that link up tonight, too, to, to, to see how their, their lawsuit is going. I, I don't know how far I'll get, but uh, even the Department of Defense in Canada, uh, when they were asked about it, says it didn't have to answer that question if they're spraying the skies. That would came out in Parliament here. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And, again, you, you have to be able to handle the truth, the bad that will be. And the frustrating thing really is, is that most of the things you say so far out of your realm or, or your ability to do anything about that so many people just cave in or get angry about it or get depressed about it. Because we really don't have individual organizations with enough with funding either to even take on all of these different um, agencies that's put out there under the guise of uh, NGOs, non-governmental organizations funded by the foundations. And as I say, we've got a parallel government. There's no doubt about it. This parallel government was even talked about by Maggie Thatcher, who joined it after she left office. And she talked about it. She says, yeah, it's a parallel government. We can get things done without being responsible to the public. The same thing as the technocrats said, like, like Kissinger and Brzezinski. They can work behind the scenes and get real things done uh, without any flack from the public because don't, we don't vote them in or out. They're separate, you see. And again, two philanthropy is the big one because uh, the guys who were philanthropists were all the top uh, mobsters, really, of the 1800s. They came through into the 1900s uh, with the big, big international corporations. And then they gave themselves uh, literally face uh, or, or complete makeovers uh, to be philanthropists. Even so, Rockefeller, the guy who had miners shot and everything else, uh, ended up getting a total makeover by professionals, which he brought in to give him the new look, you know, the kind, uh, caring person. And then they took him tours through the miners' houses. And uh, suddenly he's he's uh, he's all concerned about them. But really, it's a massive operation when they put up these philanthropies because they're into schooling, academia. They're giving grants all over the place. They get what they want because with every grant comes strings attached. You see, don't talk about this, promote that, etc. And that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Money talks, and it's just nothing will change in this world. You understand? Unless you get the the the, the banking cabal that's across the world, the same cabal out and some new system in. Nothing will change. I don't care what else you try and do. Nothing will change because that's how the world is run. It's through the cabal, you see. Nothing will change. But here's an article here about exposure to polio vaccine through aerial vaccines and nanogene delivery systems. And it's by Hildegard Stanninger, a PhD and uh, from California, and it's presented at the NREP 2009 virtual conference, which they had. They all have these virtual conferences now in Illinois. 
Uh, it says, um, use of, I don't know, viral protein envelopes as specific immunization and nanogene delivery systems has been observed in an individual who was never vaccinated for polio or had parents who were vaccinated. They're telling you there's people out there who are already vaccinated without even knowing it by aerial means. But when you scroll down into it, it goes into a lot of interesting facts. Um, to do with even the people having uh, the simian green monkey polio virus in them, simian 40, uh, which is a cancer causer, and um, they've never had any vaccines at all. Uh, but they're actually talking about spraying from the air here, all these different things that contain it. And it says here, Dr. Mary Sherman's, uh, Sherman in the 1950s, amendments to the Chemical and Biological Warfare Act of 1949, which they amended in December 2007, states that under terrorist and riot control measures, mass aerial immunizations may occur. Okay? This is for the Chemical and Biological Warfare Act amendments. In 2007, many of the new biological pesticides are made from various bio-nanotechnology materials that utilize the same technologies used in nasal vaccine technology. And now in nasal vaccine technology, they also use live viruses. But I'll, I'll, I guess a historical perspective of the aerial spring, the Geneva Act for Chemical and Biological Weapons, etc., and, and various other th- things that they call progress in the ability to to spray people under right control conditions by air, aerial spraying, and and on selective locations, including city locations. So I'll put this up tonight for those who can handle that stuff too. It's an awful lot to handle, isn't it? Because you say, my God, we're being killed off. If if not that, we're being definitely uh, brought down in life expectancy. And there are people who are chronically ill from so many things a day. And we don't need this added to it. It's bad enough with the injections. It's bad enough with the the stuff that they, they label food today that go through the big chains, the big grocery store chains. They still call food, and it all tastes the same. In other words, there's no taste to it at all. That's why they sell all these spices and sauces for people who actually cook at home. And... Another thing I'll put up tonight too is interesting because it's from, it was back in February 2012, the FBI Communities Against Terrorism Suspicious Activity Reporting flyers were, were put out around the country. And it's just a following collection of 25 flyers produced by the FBI and the Department of Justice are distributed to local businesses in a variety of industries to promote suspicious activity reporting. The flyers are not released publicly, uh, though several have been published in the, in the past by news media and various law enforcement agencies around the country. There's a compiled collection here for those who want to download it and uh, links to it as well, PDFs and uh, zip files and all the rest of it. And it says threat areas. So they're handing them out airports at service providers, beauty and drug suppliers, beauty and drug suppliers, bulk fuel distributors, construction sites, drive boat shops, electronic stores, farm supplies. I mean, it's, it's terrible now. If you want to put a, a, fix a transistor or something, you know, and you want to buy one, what do you want it for? You know, what, what do you think it wants it for? And, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, farm supply stores, financial institutions, general aviation, general public, hobby, hobby shops, hobby shops, home improvement, hotels, motels, internet cafes, shopping malls, Martial arts places and paintball. With the team of paintballs, you might be actually terrorists practicing. Back with more after this.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking about the how the system's rampaging ahead now. Because after all, it was years and years in the planning, and they've already trained the public for the changes in advance. They always train you in advance for what's to come, and, and most of the people don't even understand that. That's how it's really done through countless media blurbs and documentaries and so on, and little clips from things, and, and they shove it into comedies and movies and so on and so on. Almost every sci-fi movie for years now is showing you this this terrible future with um, uh, rubble everywhere, rubble that used to be cities, and people either who, who are zombified, believe it or not, through disease that they're brought on by themselves, supposedly, and uh, and they're, they're always guarded or looked after or, or shot down by these guys with the big black uniforms that seem to be awfully well-fed, disease-free, and uh, pretty healthy-looking. So we've all been conditioned for what's to come. And again, you, you have no idea of the money that's put in uh, to the projects of all the, all these think tanks. I mean, one foundation alone can be hiring uh, 200 to 500 think tanks working on different parts at the same time. Then they churn out these lovely things like the Rand Corporation does for for all these characters and the governments too, that that uh, are, are well marked out and um, uh, and you can go through them like a, a good presentation. In other words, so tonight I'm putting up an article as put it put it by the Royal Society, the Royal Society, who are definitely a political group, not a scientific group. No matter whatever they tell you, they're political. And they have social agendas, and they are in with all the, the other big think tanks that work with the Rockefeller Group, and of course Maurice Strong and all his groups as well. But this is called People Planet, of course, and I'll put up the link for the PDF tonight, and you can download that. And it's interesting looking through the, even just the contents, you know, the well-being of people and the planet. See, well-being is, is to replace uh, gross domestic products, and, and also your, your wage, by the way, eventually. It just depends how well you, how you feel about, how do you feel about yourself? Are you happy in those rags? Yeah, I'm happy. I get, I get methadone every week from the government. And, and things like that. And I'm not kidding. This is what it's all about. Because you have to come down, down and down and down in your standard of living. And again, to the incentives and the disincentives that they'll put on, like fees on things that you shouldn't eat, etc. Uh, on, on the route to all too. Because the purse is also always used by government to dissuade people uh, to do certain things. Extra taxes and fees. Fees are going to be the big one, actually. Fees for everything. But it's quite interesting to, to go through this massive thing. It's obviously done by a big think tank professional group, uh, and just like the Rand Corporation for the Royal Society that's supposed to be just a scientific group that snores together and smokes cigars and prattles on about uh, how they got their... their their, their prizes at the United Nations. But yeah, that's what's running. The, the, but remember, again, going back to Rockefeller, that's what he said. He says uh, that they would use, it's far better that experts, professionals and scientists run the world along with the bankers. They're rather than leaving it to the, to the, you know, the directions of individual nations and politics. That's why, by the way, every book you get from these foundations, like the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, even when you have the top politicians of the planet included in the book with their different statements, they say that they're a non-political organization. And they're telling the truth. They don't play politics. They simply make agendas, you see. That's the truth. 
They don't play politics. They can put their guys into politics, but they don't play politics as an organization. They simply write out an agenda for a hundred years and make it happen. And in this world, too, we've seen different people being bumped off over the years. Bill Cooper and various other people were just simply knocked off. And we've seen people being assassinated in their own homes by the government. So we've seen churches burned to the to ground with people in it, to Waco. And, of course, these, are, these things are all, all happened. There's no repercussions. There's no dressing down. There's no people getting fired or put in prison for doing it because the governments have been doing it, you see. And we get the message now with the tasering going on all over the world. Uh, that's, the, that's the rule now is it doesn't matter what you're doing, just taser them. It trains the rest of the public too when you publish it. That's why there's so many uh, videos up there now. The, the cops are even putting them out uh, where they have people down on the ground who are, who are not struggling. And uh, the, the, someone else walks over and tasers the guy in the head. You know, it's just a, a routine now. And they shoot a lot of people too as well with dum-dum bullets, which are hollow points, and they're forbidden to be used by the United Nations in war. So you can't use them against other armies, you see, of nations, but you can use them on your own populations at home. You're pretty well guaranteed a kill. Now, other people who've, who've suffered too, there's been so many whistleblowers who've been oh, suicided, you know, or disappeared, as they say. David Kelly was one, of course, who worked at Port and Downs, the big biowarfare uh, facility in Britain. And uh, it was absolutely ridiculous uh, what happened there. He was going up to court to testify about the British government's involvement in creating wars and all the lies they were telling about Iraq at the time. And uh, the, the government did not want that to happen. And uh, then he, he said he would be found in the woods somewhere with his, 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 his wrists all slit. And, of course, that's how they found him before, it ha- before he went to court. And um, he was a, a top scientist in biowarfare. He worked with Israel and Britain joint projects. He also worked in, uh, to, to do across, across the world, checking the labs in other countries that are supposed to be following all the, the different um, treaties he'd signed on biowarfare. He was an expert. So anyway, it's a suicide riddle of weapons expert who worked with David Kelly. Another one you see the same place. Scientist tells wife he, he's going for a walk just like Kelly did. Then takes his life in a field just like his friend. It's strange, too, with Kelly, there was no blood anywhere, even though he slit his wrists, you know. And there's a pruning uh, knife found nearby, supposedly, with no fingerprints on it. But anyway, it says, uh, the weapons expert who worked with David Kelly at the government's secret chemical warfare laboratory has been found dead in apparent suicide. And circumstances strongly reminiscent of Dr. Kelly's own mysterious death nine years ago, the body of Dr. Richard Holmes was discovered in a field four miles from the Port and Down Defence Establishment in Wiltshire, and it's not yet known how he died, it says here. What's interesting, too, he just went for a walk, it says, he told his wife going for a walk, never came back. And the cops stressed to people uh, in the area when he was missing not to approach him because he'd been looking on the Internet, supposedly, for, for to do with chemicals for suicide. Why would, a, why would a chemist, biochemist, have to look on the Internet? What a lot of nonsense. What a lot of nonsense, eh? So anyway, uh, that's another one gone. And that's, that's also a warning to others not to ever come forward or say anything. You know, if the guy had a twinge of conscience, he obviously mentioned it at work. And, he, and, and you know, that's it. That's it. You're, you're scrubbed quite, quite fast, quite easy. Common. Across the world, that's, that's common, you see. Now, 
Also tonight, I'm bringing up Agenda 21, The End of Western Civilization, Part 4, by Kathleen Murkert. And uh, it's, it's she, again, she's really done an awful lot of work here to put out in simple terminology uh, to show you how all of this is working with Agenda 21, Sustainable Development, how it all ties in with, with uh, the, the, the past meetings uh, with all these organizations, uh, big foundations and philanthropists, etc., and the Royal Society, uh, and how it all fit into with the Maurice Strong meeting, uh, who, the guy who literally hates the general public. I mean, uh, he comes from a, a line, a lineage of uh, international revolutionaries, by the way, if you don't know about Maurice Strong. And they've got this strange way of almost worshipping the guy, the, this secret society, this parallel government, for, for not just what he's up to, but what his, what his, his, his family were up to. His, his aunt was one of the advisors and friends to Mao Zedong in, in the Chinese Revolution. She's married over, she's uh, buried over there. And he has that in his, in his own genealogy, the Chinese too, from a, a, a an early communist. Anyway, uh, the end of civilization, as it says here, I-C-L-E-I, which are, is really uh, the environmental groups that attach themselves to your local councils, your governments, right up to your federal governments. And they're all non-governmental organization types, but they're, they've got more say now than anybody else over what you do with your land, if you even have any land, or if you'll keep your land or lose it, or whatever else. And this is how the world is gradually taken over with all these organizations. And it ties in, as, as I say, with the upcoming meeting uh, with, on really austerity and sustainability and how we're all, we've all got to be in it together and suffer all through austerity as we, as we plummet down to about third world status, you see. So I'll put this up tonight for you too. And, of course, everyone I'm sure knows that Russia... Uh, is holding an anti-terror drill in May, along with the United States. Airborne troops from Russia and the United States would hold joint anti-terror drills in the U.S. state of Colorado between May 24th and 31st. A spokesman of the Russian Defense Ministry, Colonel Alexander Kucherenko, said on Thursday. So, according to the spokesman, it will be the first time the Russian airborne forces have held exercises with U.S. airborne forces on U.S. territory. And according to the exercise scenario, soldiers of the two countries will hold a tactical airborne operation, including the cognizance of imaginary terrorist camp and a raid, Kucharenko said. After the operation, the helicopter will evacuate the soldiers, uh, Kucharenko said, adding that the Russian soldiers will also exercise with the U.S. Special Service weapons in the drills in Fort Carson, Colorado. So everything's global and uh, you understand, it's the same as when the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union. Once you, you have run out of enemies to fight, no one's invading you. You've got to find enemies within in order to hold on to power. You understand? So the Soviet system had terrorists everywhere. It was all on the movies. They had lots of movies that turned out about it too, just like they do here now. And some of them were terrible, if you've ever seen any of them. But they showed them in all the cinemas across uh, the Soviet Union. Every town had to have a cinema built. Uh, to show these particular anti-terrorist things and how you couldn't trust anybody. And anybody could suddenly become a terrorist or a subversive and, uh, the same stuff that's going on here. So, so again, remember too, in the, the Rees Commission, Norman Dodds, uh, who was sent out by the Congress to find out why, uh, the big foundations were funding what seemed to be, as Carl Quigley called them, what seemed to be, he was talking about the CFR, what seemed to be far left organizations, 
uh, and within the United States. And the Ford and other CEOs of the, the foundation says, well, we actually take our orders from the White House. For those who don't know that, that's what he said. That's, that's in the, the, the Rees Commission. He says, we actually take our orders from the White House. They fund the left-wingers. And he said, our, our goal is eventually to blend the system of America and the West with that of the Soviet system seamlessly and quietly. And, and, and that's what they've done. It's complete. Same as Lenin said, too. The, the, the dictatorship would last about a generation, maybe 70 years max. And then it would simply merge into the West and not quite communist and not quite capitalist. And this thing in the middle, a form of socialism, you see, for the public. This is the best form to, to rule the public by a socialism. And the bankers love it. They deal straight with governments rather than individuals. And they put you all down as a country, you see, for collateral to pay off debts from, from all the loans that your government's given out. Especially when uh, the, the third world countries default on them, which they generally do. And then they immediately get another loan from the World Bank and then put you all down as collateral again. And it's called socialism. Some people think it's democracy, but it's much the same thing, isn't it? That's the reality of the world we're living in. And... As I say, we're the, we are the best educated uh, generation that's ever existed. The problem is, what do you do about it? What do you do about it, individually and even collectively? And one good thing you do is even start up your own talk groups just to chat and keep yourself sane. That's a start. Keep yourself sane. And, um, and from that, who knows, you might take off into opposing other things that are coming down the pike in some way or another, or at least getting the information out so other groups can form on, on similar things. But not everything. You cannot take on everything, remember. You can maybe handle two things at the same time, but not much more. Even, even the news, giving out the news can demoralize people. It's a psychological operation when that happens. Because the big boys have said in their own, own uh, uh, teaching manuals that the average person can only hold in their head about two and, and work without cracking up about two crises uh, at the, happening at the same time. Any more, uh, then you start to crack up. You start to crack up. So be careful what you allow into your head. And uh, if you can handle lots uh, and you're, you've got enough stamina, go ahead. But be very, very careful because people will often crack up with the knowledge thinking, my God, the sky is falling because you're being attacked from a billion places that you never knew before and you panic. Take one thing at a time and see what can I do? Because, uh, to be honest with you, this is, this is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. I know it's meant to be overwhelming when they set up this regime a long time ago to bring this particular time period into being uh, with their total control over it. Of the whole world. It has to be a new world order, remember. They've been working on it for an awful, awful long time. And uh, as I say, they really want to bring down the first world countries quickly now. And they're doing a darn good job about it too. Now, in Britain, which is a basket case now, uh, it's actually Britain's been a basket case for as long as I can remember. It wasn't so neurotic as it is now because... Uh, they didn't have the mass immigration policies, which they've had for about 40 years now. By design, not by the people, remember, uh, but by the governments that were put in place. 
to, to open the doors, the floodgates to immigration under the guise they'd have to use them to pay off the national debt because the British folk weren't having enough children. They weren't having enough children because the government had been telling them for 40 years before that to try and only have two maximum. So they were good citizens and obeyed, and then the government whacked them by mass immigration from diverse cultures, very really diverse. That was all part of the plan, by the way. Because once you, you divide and, and you can conquer, divide and conquer, get everyone fighting everybody else. Remember what Brzezinski said too. He says his particular um, strategy, if he'd been allowed to, was to was to gradually take over Iraq and those other countries, and by fomenting, uh, which is awfully good at apparently, he was one of the first guys to start it off in Russia when when uh, in, sorry when Russia was attacking Afghanistan, he actually called for a uh, for um, holy war. On the Russians, I put, up, I put up the video a while back on that when he was the 1970s. He was doing that, but he, he likes them all fighting each other. Then they're helpless. It's, it's, there's no unification in the country to fight anything. And the same thing can happen in Britain when they, they get different groups and they'll fund different groups and they put their own extremists out from all different sides to get them fighting each other. And if they do that forever, that it's over for them. The government will get what they want, which is totalitarian, totalitarian. Uh, systems being ran through total martial law so you can't do it and all you can do in Britain now is say well we are all in it together we are all in it together how can we stop this from, from getting worse how can we stop them using even even each other to oppose each other and create chaos you don't want that so be very very careful and watch all the sting operations that are out there by governments themselves that pretty well all the ones that they catch out there, youngsters who are going to do this and, and do that, were, were goaded and, and even shown how to do things by operatives of MI5. Every country is doing that. Every single country is up to that. Young, young gullible guys. And they hire Muslims, they hire uh, Sikhs, they hire every, everybody to get on it, to make you think they're the real deal. And they're more gung-ho than anybody else. So be very careful. It happened in Canada too. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we'll go to the callers. This Vartan from Ontario there. Are you there, Vartan? Hi. Yep. Uh, Alan, can you hear me? I can, yep. So uh, thank you um, for everything you do. I uh, called for, I have a question. If you heard about uh, the um, uh, interview that they had in Australia, um, and they had talked about alien invasion, and I said that, and uh, you heard about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And is it that not basically a plan to just to make the, um, the new world order? To bring all the uh, countries together and to make make a mandate to just be mush yeah. uh, together. Um, it's I mean, if I may say that. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's a, that's an old one actually, and, and it's been used. The first guy to use that as, as a tactic was. Um, it was to do with the, oh, the guy who brought the education system for America a long time ago. But uh, prime ministers have used that uh, as well as presidents of the U.S. Reagan mentioned it many, many times. We'd all come together and fight off the aliens. John Dewey was a guy. That's it. 
John Dewey was the guy who brought it into America, and he said that, oh, about 80 odd years ago, we could have fight aliens and come together as one people. And, and Lester B. Pearson in Canada made a, a speech too, and I've read this on the air a few times, and how it would all come together as a United Nations to fight off a common enemy from outer space. So, remember, the, the whole thing really took off in 47 when an ex-CIA, actually it was a CIA operative, who flew over the White House and he saw all these flying saucers, supposedly. That's what really started it. And uh, and then he comes out with uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, the big sci-fi movie where a UFO lands on the White House lawns and, and demands that the people stop fighting each other, all the countries of the world, and they want to speak to the United Nations instead of governments, the United Nations. And so that was a big hit for the United Nations, you see a big propaganda movie. And, and they've given us so much on that. But uh, I don't think they even have to use that anymore, to be honest with you. I, I think they have the people... You see, the power of the purse is one of the most powerful weapons of all. And uh, we're, we're all under this cabal of bankers that really are a big part of the global government system. And they've been at this for thousands of years, handling cash, the same people. And um, they can bring all countries down at the stroke of a pen. Oh, gee whiz, we've crashed the banks, and that's it. And suddenly you're, you're left in poverty, so what can you do when you're in poverty? And the only system you've been given is their money system. I mean, there's no alternative to it. They've yes, and, you have, and we have, the people have to go back to the government for for support. Yes. Um, yeah. So so that's that's the thing. Um, I don't think they have to use. Uh, they've actually done a lot of stuff with an Area 51 on creating um, uh, what appear to be flying saucers. Some of them were even were gas ships, some of them. But they also had really advanced craft that could fly very quickly. Had to be unmanned as well. I've seen them myself. And um, they, they can stop on a dime, these things, uh, and, and do a, a right angle and, and then fly back again. So they, they have advanced technology, but I don't think they'd even have to use that to get us. The people are going under quite happily into this world system. So propaganda alone uh, uh, and uh, the government with all their international treaties have got us all bound together as, as we already are. Yeah. But, but thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful because we're, we're already in the governmental international system. And you've got a G20 that's international. Nobody voted that in either. It's just a club they formed by themselves. From Hamish Massey, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God, your God, school with you.